Hello, and welcome to a new Paradigm podcast. I am your host, Candice. It has been about six months since I put out a podcast. A lot has happened in six months you cannot believe. But here I am, back with you all. Thank you for coming on up to the house. You may find that this is a little bit different of a podcast. Normally I have done meditation podcasts and I think this time I am actually going to tell you a little story. So take a moment, settle into your seat. Let me pour you an imaginary cup of tea and I hope you are comfortable So, imagine, if you will, a small classroom full of sixth graders anticipating the first day of school. There is a slight murmur of noise and laughter. Some students are confidently leaning back in their chairs. Others are trying not to be seen with their heads down and their pencils writing some unknown nonsense words in a crisp new notebook. I am their teacher, ready for their attention at the whiteboard. All of us are anticipating the next move. Which proverbial shoe will drop first, I wonder? And that is when I heard it. A low humming sound at first. Then it stopped. I looked around the dimly lit room. Something was different about these students. I noticed some kids had their mothers with them. Others were very sad looking and had pacifiers. Odd, I thought. Why would there be mothers in class? And what is it with a sixth grader using a pacifier? Do I take it away? Gross! Is it a special fidget that is allowed by the child's learning plan? Hmm. I was in the middle of this conundrum when I heard the noise again. This time it was louder. Is that? Is that chanting? Can't be. This is science class after all and I am the teacher I'm here at the whiteboard. The learning objective was written, and I fully expect my students to be writing it down and paying attention to the day's lesson. Yet, I can't ignore the chanting. I turn and look to the back of the classroom where the noise was coming from, and there I see him. He is a young Native American man, Navajo, I am told in my head. He is older than a sixth grader, but not old enough to be out of high school. He has a daisy tattooed underneath his left eye, and his eyes, big, brown, soft, glowing eyes, innocent like a baby, yet full of wisdom and pain. He is sitting next to his grandmother, who seems nervous as if she was in a doctor's waiting room anticipating bad news. 
On the other side of this man-child is a young girl, about ten years or so. She is playing with a thick black braid in her hair, and she does not make eye contact. My gaze turns back to the man-child's face. He is just sitting there, chanting in his native language. I start to notice that the other students in the room have become aware of this man-child and I. My teacher, Spidey Senses, picks up, and I realize I am going to lose what order I have in my class unless I put an end to this disruption. I kneel down next to the man-child. He is now taller than me sitting in his chair. My eyes lock with his eyes. Inseparable we were for that brief moment in time. Oh my God, he is reading my soul, chanting to the rhythm of every life I have ever lived. He is chanting the language of light that is speaking the truth of who I am, who I ever was, and who I ever will be. Being exposed at my core left me vulnerable, an emptiness I can't explain, not wanting to stay in the void for very long. I stood up and looked at the grandmother sitting next to him. Please, I somehow choked the words out. I'm going to have to ask him to step outside while I continue class. Those words echoed in the hollow room. Was it the room that was hollow? Or perhaps it was my courage that was missing, a body full of fear. I now see myself watching the three of them leave the room, like wisps of leaves being blown by an unseen force they exit the classroom, not looking back. I stand there now alone in this room. No students. No mothers. No desks. Just me, looking down at me, at the whiteboard, frozen in a dream state. I am waking up, unfortunately. If this was your dream, my friends, how would you feel waking up from it? Oh, I have an idea what it all means for me. I can't help but think somehow I threw myself out of that classroom. A part of me, like the grandmother, really wanted to stay, but lacked hope that the outcome would be anything than what it already was. Two innocent children, different from the rest, were singled out and labeled as a distraction. Why was the man-child, this shaman in the room, a distraction to me? What is more important than acknowledging the beautiful ancestral gifts I have within? What is more important than the looking into my own eyes and seeing the magnificent soul I possess? Deep down, I know the answer to that question. Yet, I have not the words nor the courage to say it.
What can our dreams tell us about ourselves? Dreams are like the Netflix of the subconscious. We can choose to just play the reruns of our daily lives, binge watching one marathon after another until we wake up to what they are trying to teach us. Or we can learn from them and apply that to our waking life. Socrates is quoted as saying, an unexamined life is not worth living. I'd like to add, an examined life that is not lived is not really a life at all. So, thank you for listening to my dream and my thoughts here at the New Paradigm Podcast. I look forward to your thoughts. Please comment on my blog, pathwaysofconsciousness.com. This story is posted there, as well as other podcasts and meditations. I will be back sooner than later. Maybe next time I'll have a meditation or a dream to share with you. But please remember that you are who we have been waiting for. You have a purpose. You have magnificent gifts that lay deeply buried within you. Or maybe those gifts are up at the surface, ready to be scratched off like a lottery ticket. And who knows what you just might win when you scratch below the surface of your subconscious. In love and light to you. Satnam. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.